if I keep a negative or toxic relationship in my life that is inhibiting my productivity, then shame on me for not exercising my right of freedom to invite that person to leave my life. All right, so today our subject is freedom. Norm, I'm really curious. When I say the word freedom, what does that what does that mean for you? What does it make you think? Freedom is a very, very personal thing for me at a granular level, which expands very quickly on a philosophical level. Freedom for me personally at a granular level is the ability to do what I want to do when I want to do it and have the resources to be able to do whatever I choose to do. And that's a very literal thing, but freedom is also a mindset thing. And we, or I'll, re, I'll just speak to myself, I am my own worst enemy. I am the worst at putting myself in the box or putting chains on myself or limitations on myself. So to me, freedom starts with, with what am I doing to give myself permission to do what I want to do when I want to do it? You know, and then, of course, there's this this even more philosophical version of what freedom means as it relates to something as simple as the country that we live in. You know, and I recently had an experience that, you know, that allowed me to reset and appreciate how much I enjoy the freedom that we have in this country, you know, that, um, you know, in America where I'm sitting right now. So, so it's, it's a, that's a little bit of a long answer, but it means a lot of things to me and it's getting, it's getting better all the time, you know, and I'm getting more clarity all the time of what freedom is for me. Those limitations. I mean, that just reminds me of, well, it sounds like, it sounds like you're talk, talking about obstacles that maybe you've created for yourself in over time or um, uh, just limitations that you've put on yourself in general. And so I, I'm curious when it comes to freedom, especially as like an entrepreneur, right? What are some of the obstacles that have stood in your way, do you think, of achieving true freedom? Well, first and foremost, I, my whole journey as an entrepreneur has been bootstrapping. I have never been a big fan, you know, and I am fascinated. I, I am just fascinated with like the, the initial public offering world where, you know, where we have examples, we don't need to get into the names necessarily, but I am just fascinated with, people who have the ability 
to raise money for a company that isn't making money and they have no idea when it is going to make money. Like, it's just insane to me because I, as a, as a lifetime bootstrapper, I have only worked on models that could be profitable virtually the first day. You know, I mean, sometimes it takes some time and there's a runway, but if I don't have a model in my pocket, you know, and, and we, we, we haven't really gotten into this. We'll do a future podcast on this, you know, but, it, but if you kind of think of the clock at 12, at 12 o'clock is the product at three o'clock are processes at six o'clock is people to execute the processes. And then at nine o'clock is profits. Every business model I've tried to work, I've tried to, I've tried to do that. I know what my product is. I know who I'm trying to get it to. I set up the processes to get that executed and sold. I find the right people to do it. And then my only problem is how to manage the profits. Now, that's a perfect scenario, and I get it. But, but as a bootstrapper, that allows me so much freedom to make decisions, you know, because as we know, we see it every day in the news, people that raise money either through private equity, or maybe they raise it through an IPO and, and, and they, you know, they will tear through billions and billions of dollars. Like it's like it's water. And then the next thing we know is the headline that it's going to shut down or there's scandal or the money got wasted or investors are now positioning to take activism roles on the board. It's an ugly mess. So that's not freedom to me, you know, because if, if I go out there and raise a bunch of money, I'm suddenly accountable to lots and lots of people that are going to be disruptive to my model. So that's not freedom at all. So freedom to me is, is being able to start small and grow be a good steward of the money, but then, you know, but sometimes capital is needed, you know, and that's where we have these wonderful conversations about if you're conservative fiscally and you have either places or products where you've put your, your money to where it's safe. If, if I need an infusion of working capital for one of my companies, it, it doesn't bother me at all to go to my savings account or to go to, you know, or, you know, the, the cash value of my, my whole life policy or, or some other source that I have, because as we use this phrase many times in our podcast, we have bet on ourselves. So it doesn't bother me at all to go there, but what that did for me, if I've got that cash available, I've got freedom. I'm not beholden to another investor. I'm not beholden to a bank. I'm not, you know, beholden to, you know, my credit cards. I have some clients like that's the ultimate to me. I have some clients, you know, that talk about how they're they're basically financing their business on credit cards. I have never been able to do that. <laughs> you know that, you know that has been um th that's going to be a, a very interesting day. But but some people are comfortable with that. 
But guess what they've done? They've traded away a little bit of their freedom because they got to make that credit card payment, whether they're prepared to or not every month. So, so that's what, that's what freedom in entrepreneurism means to me. It's, it's, it's keeping it in a manageable space where I can exercise my gifts of strategy, of hiring, of processes without, without having to explain myself to several other people who maybe loaned me the money for that particular venture. That's really interesting. And it makes me think about the fact that going really big is possible without doing what you're talking about. And what you're talking about is selling freedom. I mean, whenever you raise money, uh, you're putting people on your cap table and those people expect something from you. And even if you have control, um, I mean, most people feel an emotional pull to do right by people. And if they fail, now they've let those people down. And so to just think about the pressure, and I bootstrapped my companies too. I've never taken on any money from anyone. And, um, you know, I mean, I, there are definitely positives and negatives to both. But I look at my friends that have raised money and the amount of people that they're responsible to on top of being responsible to the employees. They're responsible for everyone around them. And uh, there's there's not much room for freedom. And it also, a lot of the times, I think when you go to raise money, you're going to your mentors or people in your life that serve that role um, in order to find that money. And I just wonder how much that changes the relationship between the mentee and the mentor um, with that type of pressure in the relationship. So I think that's really, I think that's a really fascinating, um, thing to just meditate on and whether or not it's worth it, because at some point in time, we all think about it, but I was reading today. I had no idea that Bloomberg was still a private company. It's a private company that throws off yeah, Bloomberg owns eighty percent of Bloomberg, um, and it's a privately held company, and it bits off three to four billion a year in profits, which is just exceptional. Uh, so, and and he talked a lot about freedom, but not only not only freedom, but like the freedom to run the organization in the way that he wants to run it, which isn't. Um, conversations about what can't we do in order to be conservative, but conversations that you have as an entrepreneur, which is more of what can we do and to continue to have that conversation without the resistance of non-entrepreneurs controlling your organization. So I have a question for you. Um, I want to go over four types of freedom and how you exercise them. Uh, so can you tell us what freedom of time means to you? A lot of the theme, and I suspect for a lot of my answers, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, it, it, it'll all feel similar. 
you know, and it comes back to, you know, this whole idea of doing what I want to do when I want to do it, you know, and as we've shared on previous podcasts, I'm, you know, I'm 61 years old and I'm, I just feel like I'm getting started. And the mindset of a typical citizen in the United States is they're, you know, they're like 61, you know, when are you going to retire? And and, and my answer is, I already am, you know, because what's the definition of retirement? Doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, and have the resources to be able to do that. It's just that I choose in the use of my time to spend it in large part on my businesses. So at a personal level, Eric, you know, the, the choice of time for me is I have a lot of things I like to do. I have a lot of things that I would like to do, but there's only two things that are exceptionally important to me. And those are my personal relationships, both both family and non-family blood by blood. I've got friends that I consider family members, maybe in some cases closer than family members. That is very important to me. And my businesses are very important to me. So that's how I allocate my time with balance. So so a big part of that, exercising that freedom, is accepting the responsibility to communicate. So with the people in my life, whether it's family members or whether it's business, it's explaining to them here is how I'm going to spend my time. You're a part of my life, and I want you to be a part of my life, but here's how I'm going to spend my time. And it is amazing. It took me 60 years to learn this lesson. If you just communicate and are clear with somebody, it's amazing how responsive and supportive they'll be. It's just that when they get caught off guard about, and time is a great issue. Well, I thought you were going to be at this location, or I thought you were going to join us, you know, at this property. And, and you can't over communicate uh, how you're going to use your time, especially with those that are closest to you, both family members and, and people that are supporting you in your business. That's really beautiful. And you talked about the product, the client, the process, and the profit and the stewardship of profit. And one of the things that is possible with the stewardship of profit is freedom of money. Can you talk a little bit about that? Freedom of money to me, and this is where our upbringings has such an important role in this. I have a lot of clients that really struggle with their personal finances because of perceptions that have been laid upon them as as they were growing up. You know, it's almost like financial emotional trauma, if you will. I was blessed to have parents that were very, very conservative. You know, we were, you know, we were middle, upper class, but my folks never overextended 
the resources that we had. We, you know, granted we didn't have, I didn't have some things maybe other kids had, but I didn't really notice it. So early on, it felt like I had freedom of finances because I was taught that, you know, even if you only have $5 in your pocket, you're the richest man in the world. It's just how do you spend that $5? You don't waste it. And then it's just putting zeros behind it. You know, so here I am, you know, 60 years later, after 50 years later, after being taught those principles, and it's just zeros, $5, $500, $500,000. I am going to have the same principles around stewardship that, that I did as a young man. And so it was, it was really fun, you know, growing up and, you know, doing the things that, you know, I, I could have breezed through growing up, you know, on, um, you know, I, I guess my allowance or pitching my folks for a higher allowance, but they encouraged me to do the lawn mowing, to do the garbage collection, to do all the things that would put extra money in my pocket. It, but I learned with hard work, whatever resources came to me, I was going to protect those because I worked hard to get them and I just wasn't going to waste it. So, so actually not having a lot of resources growing up created this thought process of freedom around money for me that, that I enjoy today and apply those principles both personally and in my business. Wow. And what about, you know, you've talked about this in the last two a little bit, but I think that this is a really important one and one that we look over as entrepreneurs sometimes, um, because I think that we can sell ourselves short or think that there's a need to have or not have someone in our life. And so what about freedom of relationship? That is so powerful, Eric, because again, mostly with clients, a little bit in my life, when I start to feel restricted by a relationship in my life that is really inhibiting the freedom that I enjoy, my creativity goes away, my ability to think clearly goes away strategically, and freedom of relationships to me is knowing that I, I really am first and foremost accountable to myself. I'm accountable to a lot of people. You know, I have family members. I, you know, I'm sitting in an office right now that on the other side of the door, there's 20 of the, you know, most wonderful employees um, that, you know, that, that serve me by serving Wealth Factory. But if I keep a negative or toxic relationship in my life that is inhibiting my productivity, then shame on me for not exercising my right of freedom to invite that person to leave my life. So, so there is absolutely no reason, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, the analogy is probably physical pain. 
you know, if, if I've got a pebble in my shoe and it's creating pain and it's making me limp and it's making me ineffective, why I have a choice then take my shoe off, exercise my right of freedom and get that pebble out of there and get back on track. And, and there's, there's, there's so many people that we meet, you know, and this is more on the personal friendship side, but it's also on the client side. So when I work with a client, you know, that gets on my calendar, you know, and I have the most wonderful group of, of, of um, um, wealth architects that work with my clients. But every once in a while, they'll put somebody on my calendar and they'll go, man, this person is stuck. Man, they, they could be way more successful than they are, but they're just stuck. And as I sit there and talk with them and I interview them, almost 100% of the time, it gets narrowed down to that there is somebody in their life that is restricting their freedom, that is handcuffing them, that is tying their hands and keeping them from flourishing. And, and, there, and there's always a million reasons why. And getting out of a relationship that's been longstanding, especially somebody that's helped you get to where you are today, that's hard. But the longer you let that linger, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. So in relationships, freedom to me is the ability to choose in a very thoughtful and loving way who's going to be a part of my life and who's not. To me, this idea of freedom of relationship is one of the most important things. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see you know, we put blinders on ourselves because we care for people, because we love them, because we want them in our life. And we want them to be a positive part of our life uh, that sometimes we hold on too long. And it's usually not that that person is necessarily toxic or anything like that. Um, but often is just you know, maybe you've outgrown each other. Maybe you're no longer in, you know, the right people in the right seats. Maybe it's a personal relationship where for some reason you've grown two separate ways and it, it's time, you know, it's just time and things run their course sometimes. And so that is really, really powerful stuff. I have one last one, and I think that this one's really important to the entrepreneur. Um, and I'm just curious of how you see it. Uh, but the freedom of purpose, the freedom to choose our purpose, the freedom to have our own purpose. Now, what does that mean to you? We talk frequently about our personal core values, the values of dark matter legacy, you know, and, you know, which is simplicity, structure, and speed. And that really, those core values, that's a version of purpose. So what resonates with me? Well, you know, and it, and, it, and it crosses over professionally and personally. I'm a very, very structured person. I, when things are not structured or they're chaotic, you know, I become less effective, everything from anxiety to I just can't get my head around it. Simplicity is, is 
a purpose that I embrace within my core values because, because I just am not going to make things harder than they need to be. Life is too short. And we're smarter than that. We, can, we don't have to be working on 100 things at the same time. If we focus on one or two or three projects that we're successful at, that's simplicity. You know, but, but speed of execution, you know, or on my personal side, you know, that, that last core value is service. <clears throat> Having the freedom to choose how I want to serve my fellow man, whether that's a family member, whether that's a client, whether that's a business partner, that's a choice that I get to make every day. And that is the most awesome feeling in the world. I've mentioned before that I have, I have, um, you know, team members, you know, um, everybody's younger than me these days, you know, but I've got these young, these young men in their thirties that I mentor and I talk to, you know, that, that it just, it, 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 it's like the, the analogy of, of a boat without a rudder, you know, just, it just seems like they're just kind of letting the waves or the wind take them wherever. And I encourage them embrace something with purpose. You have the freedom to choose today, not only what you want to be or how, but also how you want to be that, how you show up for other people. Find out what that is and hold on to that. Make it, let your knuckles get white, holding on to the purpose that you've embraced. Well, I think a good way to close this out today is to just encourage our listeners to take 30 minutes this week to sit down and think about these four things. What does freedom of time mean to you? What does freedom of money mean to you? Freedom of relationship mean to you? And what does freedom of purpose mean to you? And over the next year, um, what needs to happen between today and one year from today in order for you to feel that all four of those have had a compounding effect on your life and your fulfillment of life. So with all of that, um, Norn, thank you so much um, for humoring me today with my, with my questions and being my mentor today um, and, and our listeners' mentor. And also, let's just close this thing out with simplicity structure and speed.